You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And you're tuned in to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Iris and I'm in the studio this afternoon. Welcome listeners to 3CR, your radical radio in so-called Melbourne. And firstly, I'd like to start off with an acknowledgement of country that we're broadcasting over the lands here of the Kulin Nations, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples. Yeah, I'd like to acknowledge that. Um, genocide is ongoing and Indigenous sovereignty has never been ceded on these lands. And resistance is ongoing. Yesterday we saw the Stop Black Deaths in Custody rally and, yeah, massive national mobilisation and really impressive despite not being covered by the mainstream media and lots of the usual intimidation by cops. And, yeah, I thought I'd start there and think about especially what um, our settlers like myself, a white trans settler on stolen land, are doing in solidarity with First Nations people. Um, to to dismantle these systems of oppression that we are in com- complicit in. Um, yeah, I'd like to thank Encyclopedia before and also shout out to the previous track, Bioelectric Fields. Um, yeah, so for today's show, I'm actually going to return to that to the rally, just a brief segment, but the main part of this show will be talking about Justice Melody Poland Bruno, who was the trans woman who was killed in 2019 by a former RAAF corporal, and there's been mobilizations here and in Sydney, and I'll be bringing you some of that from so-called Melbourne. But first I'm going to go to the rally. Um, yesterday, just one small bit of it. We're not, not going to cover that, but hopefully tune into all the other sh- all the shows that will cover that next week on 3CR. And 3CR, you can listen to the speeches as well, because 3CR live streamed live streamed it you can listen to that back i think the live cross was between 1 to 2 p.m so you can find whatever show on the 3cr schedule on the on-demand part of the 3cr website check that out listeners but first i'm going to go to a small part from rundry woman sue ann hunter's speech yesterday at the rally so just a moment what's important today is that we hold space and we hear from those families themselves. Our job today is to listen. Our job today is to turn into ourselves and ask ourselves, what does justice look like? Our job today is to sit in the heartbreak and let the heartbreak make it a burden to escalate the voices of our families whose loved ones have died because of, this, because of the justice system. Let's remember it's not a broken system. It's a system that works exactly how it was set up to work. And it is up to us to change the system. Today we walk with the families who lost their loved ones. They have a petition for change. We have a responsibility to listen to their demands and in turn to demand our politicians read them and act on them. And that was just a small part from Sue and Hunter's speech yesterday at the Stop Black Deaths in Custody rally. And I'm Iris, if you just tuned in, to Queering the Out on 3CR Community Radio. Um, Yeah, so I thought that was a particularly pertinent point in terms of the system of colonisation and ongoing genocide is being... isn't an accident. It's set up this way. And, yeah, I guess we have to look for complete system change, eh? Um, and definitely check out the Jajua Foundation, um, which was launched last weekend, and I missed that, but definitely you can support it monetarily or through raising the demands of the families around deaths in custody. There was a number of demands, um, which I won't be going into here, but you can check that out. I'll provide a link in the show notes. A number of demands, some of them went to ending the bail laws they're locking up particularly Aboriginal women in so-called Victoria at the moment. And yeah, and shout out to April Day and the Day family for pushing for the decriminalisation of public drunkenness. But that also is not happening for another, I think I heard it was 25 months. It still hasn't been implemented. And 
Andrew's government needs to be pushed on these issues. Um, otherwise, they're going to continue their carceral trajectory, as we've seen with recent announcements on the expansion of prisons, including the women's prison, Dame Phyllis Prost prison. It's pretty disappointing. But, okay. So, now switching to justice formality. So, on the 6th of April 2021, Filipino, trans and Asian communities held a vigil and protest for Melody Poland Bruno, a 25-year-old Filipino trans woman who was killed in Wagga Wagga on the 22nd of September 2019 by what the killer, the so-called justice system, and the mainstream media claimed was so-called erotic, erotic asphyxiation. Melody was the breadwinner for her family, a good student and proud trans woman. I played a small part in the rally, um, and the rally drew links between this one issue and wider issues of injustice and oppression, and it's why, yeah, I see how interpersonal violence is linked to state violence and dismantling everything. Um, but continuing with the flyer for the protest, there is no consent, there is no truth-telling, there is no justice on stolen land. To repeat what Tashinga said at the Melody Vigil in Sydney, we want more justice to Melody than the system can ever offer her. Um, we acknowledge that, that the vigil was held on the unceded sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nations. We also recognise the systems of colonial state violence, racism and transmisogyny are implicated in the epidemic of murders of trans women of colour worldwide, particularly those who are black and or indigenous. We call for greater solidarity across borders and between our communities to fight against this injustice. So, now we're going to go to the rally, some of the audio. It was emceed by Alexia from Anakbai in Melbourne and other groups present included Gabrielle Australia put on the rally and Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance Kulin Nations. So now we're going to go to the opening part of that rally. Um, now we're going to invite um, Lawrence from Anakbai in Melbourne, who's going to... Um read the statement from Bahaghari, which is an LGBTQ organization in the Philippines. Open letter from the Filipino LGBTQIA community to the Australian Embassy in the Philippines. Justice for Melody Bruno. It is no secret that transgender individuals face prejudice, hatred, and gender-based violence in the form of physical abuse, sexual exploitation, and denial of social justice most especially by their own leaders and government. It is in this spirit that we, the Filipino LGBTQ+, highlight the, deni the blatant denial of justice for our trans woman sister, Melody Bruno. Melody was a 25-year-old call center worker from the Philippines. With humble beginnings, Melody was the breadwinner of her former family in Surigao del Sur. She visited Australia on July 2019 and formed a relationship with the former Royal Australian Air Force Corporal Rian Toyer. However, only a week before she was due to return home, Melody's family was alerted by the sudden loss of contact. As it turns out, in September of 2019, Melody was killed by Toyer. According to Toyer's testimony, Melody's death was nothing more than an accident. Melody had supposedly fallen unconscious and died after, as Toyer claims, a consensual act of erotic asphyxiation. It is of note that Melody's consent was never established, and yet, undue weight was given to the Australian soldier's testimony anyway. The Australian courts, through the NSW District Court Judge Gordon Lerve, issued a slap on the wrist, an intensive correction order for the offender. In other words, zero jail time for Rian Toyer. This was a blatant distortion of justice, as Australian law does not permit manslaughter offenders to go without jail time, thus forcing the judge to issue a resentencing on March 29, 2021. To the utter shock of the Filipino LGBTQIA community, however, the judge's sentence was absurd. 22 months of imprisonment including 12 months of non-parole. Apparently, if an Australian soldier kills a trans woman Filipina, he can walk away scot-free after less than two years of jail time. Judge Gordon Lerve even appallingly stated that it was a matter of considerable regret that he could not prevent Toyer from serving jail time. 
it must be said that it is the same judge that had previously sentenced three young people of color to 7.5 years of imprisonment over a non-fatal incident. The same judge that now suddenly expresses grief over giving a killer two years of jail time for killing a Filipino trans woman. The sheer fact that one could perform minor violations and be jailed for far longer than if one admits to killing a trans woman speaks volumes on the value that the Australian government places on the lives of transgender women, most especially a Filipina trans woman. We, the Filipino LGBTQIA+, condemn the shamelessly cruel and unjust verdict by the Australian court. We will not cease in holding the Australian government to account until justice for Melody is served, beginning with a full murder conviction for Rian Toyer. We also raise our voices as a community to condemn the silence of the Duterte regime. Despite repeated cries for help by Melody Bruner's family to the Philippine government, Duterte has refused to take a principled stand and demand justice. It is not unknown to us that this silence may entail benefits to Duterte and his minions. After all, the Australian government has been a provider of military aid to the Duterte administration and took an active part in shaping its rabid counterinsurgency campaign by providing drafting advice and technical assistance for the anti-terrorism law. We are also aware that Australia has been most recently brandishing its political leverage to the Philippines through COVID-19 vaccine deals. We demand justice for our slain sister Melody Bruno and hold the Philippine and Australian governments to account for the continued denial of our justice, dignity, and humanity. Justice for Melody, protect trans-Filipinas, labanan ang abuso. Thank you, Lau. Uh, next up, um, we've got one second. Celine Yap, uh, who is a folk singer and songwriter known for tackling political issues such as refugee rights, the environment, and social justice issues in the Philippines, her home country. A blend of music, storytelling, and a dash of humor. Give it up, Celine Yap. And you're listening to Queering the Art on 3CR Community Radio. Next up, we're going to hear from Celine Yap with um, a group performance as well. It's not just Celine in this one. So, and we're, we're listening to the Justice for Melody Paul and Bruno rally held in so-called Melbourne in the last week. Nice kong ipamahagi ang mga kwento at mga pangyayari na gaganap sa lupa. Pinangako. Ang lupang pinanggalingan ko'y may bahid ng dugo. May mga lurong di makalipad na sa haulang ginto. May mga punong walang dahon, mga pusong di makadibo sa mga pangyayaring nagaganap sa lupang pinangako. Mula nang makita ko ang lupang ito, nakita ko rin ang munting apoy sa puso ng tao. Pinatungan ng mga kapulutan hanggang sa dumago. Ngayon ang lusong may tapos ang pinangako. Dati-dati ang mga bukid ay kulay ginto. Dati-dati ang mga isusing layan ng tao. Dati-dati ay panahimikan Ang musikang nagpapatulog sa mga bata Walang muwang sa mundo Ngayon ang lubang ipinangako ay nagsusumamo Patakan niyo ang luha 
ang apoy sa kanyang puso, tingin niyo ang mga sigaw ng mga puso ng tao. Kung inyong nadadami, kabilang sa inyo. Lapit mga kaibigan at makinig kayo. Ako'y may dala-dalang balikaw galing sa bayan ko. Nais kong ipamahagi ang mga kwento at mga pangyayaring nagaganap sa pangyayaring ako. Maraming salamat. And you're listening to Queering the Out on 3CR Community Radio. You're listening to some audio from the Justice and Melody Pollen Bruno rally, if you just tuned in this week. And next up, we're going to go to another another speech from the rally. Um, we're going to hear, hear from Ness from... Um, yeah, we'll go back to Alexia introducing Ness from Gabriella. Next up is um, Gabriela um, Ness. Uh, will be giving a speech. But before that, I would like everyone to uh, remind and invite uh, this Saturday. Uh, this uh, rally was before the Black, Black Deaths in Custody rally this Saturday. By Warriors Yesterday. So it's this Saturday at 1 p.m. at Parliament. No justice or stolen land. From the widest and most progressive organization of uh, alliance of um, Filipino women's organization all over the world, including our LGBT member organization, Bahagari. Gabriela sends its militant greetings to all of you here. I'd like first to acknowledge the traditional owners of these lands, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation of which we are having this gathering, and pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging, um, and also recognize that this land has been stolen and has never been ceded, so this will always be Aboriginal land. I extend that acknowledgement and respect to all the women to all the children, to all that have been victim survivors of domestic violence. We all know that domestic violence is the shadow pandemic. That's how the, um, in the television today it was described. It is. And coming from the COG community, Gabriela has been in existence, Gabriela Australia has been in existence servicing the communities, the COD communities for 25 years. We are a non-funded organization, but we continue to arouse, organize, and mobilize, especially the women who are from the margins. We know that Melody's story is no strange to us. There's a lot of COD women who are not even listed in the Bureau of Statistics when it comes to family and domestic violence. Until now, we are being made invisible. So along with uh, our um, trans sisters, we are very much invisible. We were made visible when it was the pandemic. It seems that because we need to add to the, what, the rhetoric of suffering during the pandemic. But when it comes to um, services, when it comes to the um, economic support, no, there was nothing, especially those women and children that are on temporary visas. We call them partner migrants. We are the, just the ones who call them partner migrants. And we have been advocating for equitable services. We will never get to the issue of equality if we don't address the issue of equity. There's no equity in this land. Until now, when you're a person of God background who have no permanent residency, you call um, a regular mainstream service, you're going to be told you just have to go home. Find your way to get a ticket and go home. As if they're telling these women and children, including our trans sisters, that they're not part of this society, that it was not the citizen and permanent residents of this country who committed, uh, who committed abuse. And until now, um, the same as what happened to Melody, Called women who are on temporary visas are never part of the statistics of one woman being killed by an intimate partner 
every week in this country. So that one woman every week, that's not true. It's a higher statistics until now. And during the pandemic, we have so many stories of women who are on temporary visas, who have access Gabriela Australia. They are being told to just go home when the borders are even closed. And um, they said, we cannot help you. So it was the community who was giving roof over their heads. So they have to transfer from one house to another, which is another traumatic experience. Um, and that invisibility should end. We should all come together as a unified um, community to be able for those that are in the margins to become visible. We need to be visible first. I know that the trans visibility was only good for one day, was it? Was it only on the 31st of March? Yeah? So we have, we have to do a lot of work, but we need to always have our collective action. We have to be together in, in um, calling for not only, um, what do you call that, better systems, but also we know in our hearts that this system doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve the marginalized. We have to go for that dream and work for it to be able to replace this oppressive system where there is a system that we want where respect, care, and love is available for all. So I'm calling for justice for Melody, but also for all of those women and children that have been made invisible and have been victims, survivors, have been killed. Um, in relation to the family in domestic violence and um, to the um, violence against women that have been ongoing for so many years. Long live international solidarity and um, People United will never be defeated. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Maraming Salamat. And now we move on to um, a poem who's going to be spoken by Tita Marilu. Uh, she's going to be reading Dawn's poem. Um, this is a reading from Dawn Iris Duncommon, who couldn't be here this evening. This poem was written after an encounter with a white Uber, Uber driver, reflecting his casual generalization about Asian women. These kinds of dehumanizing preconceptions were no doubt present in the mind of Melody Bruno's killer, leading to his callous indifference to her safety that resulted in her death. Mr. Uber Driver. Dear Mr. Uber Driver, you remind me of my dad, which is sadly no compliment. My stepfather's gentle condensation broke me like quiet, crushed glass, taught me that my mother's body was only there to serve and be conquered, and that my voice and goals were always mockable. My gender, like everything under his roof, his rule or throw out. Mr. Driver, you sang of Asian women as monolith, that there was something about us that just made us perfectly caring, about wanting to travel over and find a Thai girl, no, lady, you reassured, swatting away that predatory slip-up, like me, to build a life with your fairy tale hetero dream. Excuse me, while I wince and grow quiet, I know that to you we are easy objects to claim. Your older, foreign charms, so easily leveraging us into bondage. Mama, did, did you not see likewise in your work? You unspun before the counts, before the courts, the haunted stones, the haunted stories of so many women married to and promised love and respect by Western men 
who never kept their bargain, who promised them everything, but then looked everything away, but then took everything away, just like he loved to do to you when things turned bad, as if marriage made this somehow valid, as if it made you or them somehow more safe, more free than the proud red light women back in Thailand, working only for themselves and actually being paid. While your own domestic and mothering labor, worth a countless sum, are weighed less than the TV room silence to your special man. Mr. Uber driver, I worry for every woman of color you service. Your racist misogyny is no different to the quiet whispering smiles of this white society always wanting to decode and typify our skin, our lips, our hair, our eyes into digestible, zesty, volunteer trips and take away dishes, praising us by only how subservient and polite and fuckable we are. I trembled at the fear of you bringing up that trans girls, whether you would revile or fixate on us, a silver stake in the vampire heart of your masculinity, or just another, exo or just another exotic attraction to lust over controlling. Leave me alone, Mr. Driver. I'll take the quiet respect of a man of color over your cheery orientalism any day. Thank you. All right, thank you, Tita Malu. Um, next up, we have um, Amao Leota Lu who is a proud Samoan. Um, sorry, am I saying this right? <laughs> Fafafine, and trans woman of color. She is an activist, performer, writer, curator, and a trans community consultant. Her pronouns are she and her. Oh, there you are. <laughs> and before we go on to Amal, if you're just tuned in, you're tuned in to Queering the Air and 3CR Community Radio. I'm Iris, and we're listening to the Justice for Melody Paul and Bruno rally held in so-called Melbourne in the last week. Next up, we're hearing from Amalio Tulu. Okay. Um, I came tonight um, trying to figure out the words uh, to say, um, and upon reflection, um, I will share with you some of my own reflections and so forth regards to our trans community, but also our woman of color uh, community. I am angry. I am angry, tired and frustrated with a lot of mixed emotions, as some of you, at the lack of conviction from the jurisdiction from the sentence that was handed down to the court case pertaining to the death of Melody. There is no winner here, just a person who was found guilty and was handed a light sentence. Far too often our trans women of colour are held in low regards to violence against them. The statistics globally are huge. And even when we look at the statistics here in Australia, our voices are actually silenced. There are very little statistics that are known, and that forms the erasure of our voices as trans people, as trans community, as trans people of color. Um, yeah, the silence, the way I can describe the silence, is, it's deafening. As a trans woman of color, I condemn these actions of hate and violence towards my sisters, our sisters, my community, your community. A few years ago, I had a trans friend 
Maya Pristario, who was who in death and was who in death but also was murdered under such gross circumstances. There was very little done, very little support, and very little action. And mainstream media took it upon themselves to hammer her, her name in death, yet the culprit himself was lightly made light of. They played on her characteristics, sexualizing her as a weapon. You know, a lot of our you know a lot of our trans community, you know, they use it as a defense against our community to kind of to kind of um you know go on the sexual sexualization of our trans community. This can be seen in aspects that are parallel to Malady's situation. Both women, breadwinners who just happened to be trans women of Asian descent, killed at the hands of white males. It, re or it already seemed that the case was lost. There are huge inadequacies the way women, as we know, are treated, even more so if you're a trans woman of colour. At the end of the day, Melody was not just an Asian trans woman of colour, she was a human being that deserves love and respect, and even in death. I'd like to highlight, what can you do as an ally, as community, is to reach out and do, and is to reach out and, after your support, and offer your support in situations like this. Educate yourself, speak up and speak out, show up, oh, and use every every ounce of your privilege that you have. Rest in peace and power, Melody, Paulan Bruno. Sincerest condolences to the family. Say her name. Melody, Melody, Melody Poland Bruno. Thank you. And that was Amalia Tulu there, ending the speeches at the State Library at the Justice Somality rally in so-called Melbourne on April 6th. And I'm Iris, I'm a part of Queering the Air, which is what you're listening to now on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au, on digital radio and on demand at 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. So next up we're going to go to where the rally went to. So the rally went to marched down Swanson Street and went to outside the Burke Street police station, I guess drawing attention to the connection between killings of trans women of colour and state violence and the injustice of the so-called justice system which police are integral to working within. So we're going to hear from some speeches now from Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance. First up, we're through. I feel like something that isn't talked about enough in our activist communities is that at the core of rage is heartbreak. And um, I started crying before this rally even started. And <laughs> I'll see if I can hold my phone without, um, without shaking. <laughs> Thank you all for coming this evening. I couldn't anticipate that all these people were going to show up. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for it. Um, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we gather on today, the Wurundjeri and Boon people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and to First Peoples here with us today. As a trans-Filipino settler, I am a beneficiary of the ongoing dispossession and genocide of Indigenous peoples and land. I reject the script of colonial citizenship and instead stand in solidarity with First Peoples in placing myself within the long relationship between our people. I'd like to acknowledge the over 200 year resistance of the colonial carceral system by First Peoples on this continent. Abolition has deep roots in centuries of such thinking and organizing. I want to acknowledge the Day family and their, their contributions to decriminalizing public drunkenness, as well as the families seeking justice in what Gunditjmara woman Tabitha Lean calls the criminal injustice system. I owe much of my own thinking on strategizing to seek justice for Melody 
to the ongoing intellectual and emotional labor of First Peoples, namely Latoya Oroha Rule and Tabitha Lean, who have been laboring with and building outside of the system, as well as to black abolitionists and anti-colonial Asian alliance. I'm indebted to the work of the folks at the Sydney Vigil, particularly trans women of color. I want to thank Benji Ra and Tushinga for their work. I'm here to elevate their voices and build upon their calls for justice. To quote Tushinga's speech from the Sydney Vigil, there can be no justice on stolen land. We want more justice than the system could ever give. Say her name, Melody Polan Bruno. The sentencing process has been a sham. Judge and former Air Force member Gordon Love described the case as being on the lower end of the scale of seriousness for manslaughter. He sentenced Toya incorrectly with an intensive correction order and then incorrectly again with only a year. As Benji said, no amount of jail time could honor Melody's life. We were provided with accounts praising Toya and nothing about Melody. His account went unchallenged. There are many ways in which Melody's case is deeply felt by myself and my communities. I am a survivor of domestic violence. It is a unique pain to be unable to attain justice in this country and to be separated from family who would be the ones to seek justice. And that is Rory from Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance. And we'll continue with their speech in a moment. But firstly, I thought I'd mention if this is a big show and if this bring up for you, anything for you, feel free to tune out. And also you can get in contact with Rainbow Door um, or a friend as well. Like that's often what I go to over like hotlines with people. I don't know who are going to be on the, on the other end. I don't have relationships with. But if you don't... Have a friend you can call, you can, there are services like Rainbow Door available at Rainbow Door's switchboard, and you can call, text, or email for support. Find them on the interwebs, or their phone number is 1-800-729-367, or text 0480-017-246. And, yeah, we'll continue with Rose's speech from the Justice Melody Rally in a moment. There is no blood family here to hold Toya accountable, to show him what he's done and who he's harmed. Melody cannot fight for herself either in death. It is our role as members of the diaspora to fight for her. We campaign for justice with the knowing of the unlikelihood that the system will provide it. <laughs> History has demonstrated this. Trans women being murdered over and over without receiving justice has demonstrated this. The foundations of the colonial carceral system have shown us this. This provides us with a prophecy or the ability to understand the future. Black Studies scholar Jackie Wang says that prophecy is not just a predictive power, but a way to see the openings of the present through our imaginings of the future. So, what openings are available to us here and now? Wang continues, imagination is always in excess of the prison. Sister Benji Ra challenged us to imagine a world in which trans women are both visible and protected. To quote her, she says, Melody was a daughter, a sister, a lover, a breadwinner, a woman who traversed the country to make sure her family was well-fed and well-housed, crossed oceans to ensure that happened. A harsher sentence could never honor Melody's life. None of us here knew Melody personally. We can't know Melody but it is our role as members of Diaspora to imagine Melody. It is our role to imagine a world in, in which Melody would be protected and would be alive. I asked my friend Danny to write a poem tonight and they spoke before me. We need language that is an alternative to the violent language of state. But as Benji said, is the language that dehumanizes us and allows us to die. Danny provided us with a language of imagining. They said of Melody, in this country, she lives long enough. No, longer. They said, here, she's at peace and she lives in the name she chose, in the body she chose. Her future stretches out before her, history already rewarding the brave. When Danny speaks of here, I can't help but think they're speaking about the world we're building, that they're answering Benji's call to imagine a place where trans women are protected. I'm indebted to other trans folks in my life who give me that language for dreaming. I'm asking you to dream. I'm specifically calling on Filipino community to invest in transformative justice to pay attention to the First Nations peoples who have been doing this work for centuries. I'm calling on us to process our grief into something actionable like abolition. 
I'm not going to stand here and make calls to action as though imagining a different world is something new. I'm thinking about the moment we entered this time last year, the swell of mutual aid, so much of it informed by the disability justice movement. There is wisdom that each and every one, every one of us gleaned from last year. It is the year of the ox and the time is fertile for dreaming. But I need you to dream, informed by those wisdoms, to dream alongside people who have been dreaming for a really long time. We must struggle together, knowing there is no oppression on this land without the oppression of First Peoples, knowing none of us can be free unless we all get free together. Honouring Melody, for me, means that I will have a space in my life committed to seeking justice for her forever. It is our role to make a space in our lives to build this long term. We must be seeking justice for her forever. Thank you. What a show of strength we've got here today. Local issues. So I'm here at the school kids strike for climate action. Live coverage. Join the, the spirit of this gathering here today at IMAP. Your voices. So give us a bit of a lowdown about what's happening. There's about 200, 200 people here at the moment. Community struggles. We're now in front of the uh, Tundaminawaya Mawabohina Monument. I'd like to thank Community Radio 3CR, who for the last decade has been broadcasting here. Feed Radical Radio, your membership is vital. A few hundred people about to pass us right now. Lots of young people standing up for their future. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. And you're tuned into Queering the Out on 3CR Community Radio before you heard a speech from both from Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance at the Justice and Melody Rally um, on April 6th outside the State Library, then outside the Burke Street Police Station. And yeah, we're getting towards the end of our show, but we're going to play some more of one of the other speeches of the rally. We're going to pick up a bit of the way through this the second speech by a member of Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance, Melbourne. Stay tuned to Queering the Out on 3CR Community Radio. As abolitionists, anti-colonial Asian alliance does not call for or engage in support for the state to investigate, arrest, charge, convict or incarcerate people. The carceral industry is inherently harmful and violent. It is both an outgrowth and a core element of white supremacist cishet misogynoir. Carceral justice is promoted by the state as the sole solution for marginalised people who suffer harms. Incarceration is used to assuage and gaslight the people by hooking into our hurt, our pain and our valid desires for true justice. It curbs our imagination and our agency and offers the equivalent of a one-party system which asks, what's the alternative? However, the state justice system brings no benefit to anyone other than the state. You'll be aiming to put these people, these harm doers, in close proximity with their preferred victim. Even without that consideration, you would be in effect calling for moral, material and financial support for a system which is designed and was created primarily to harm marginalised people. There is no alternative to this, this poison that kills our people. The remedy is to stop ingesting that poison. As Asian communities, especially those non-black Asian communities, if we don't look at anti-blackness as a key ingredient in our own downfall, as essential to the survival and production of capitalism, imperialism, of white supremacist friends misogyna, if we don't look at the racialized nature of capitalism, if we essentialize our own communities, if we look at our own histories and struggles divorced from that of First Nations in Africa, we won't see our, our enemy coming. In fact, our enemy will be amongst us and we won't find that protection we need, that love we need. We won't know the difference between the state and our own well-being. The line will blur. We have to bring this back to our own communities and build our communities, our organisations and educate ourselves. We need to find those links of commonality between our communities and other marginalised people and build on those. Better yet, we need to recognise differences between ours and others, others' communities and be able to come together in honour of our multifarious traditions. 
for it is not as individuals that we can protect trans women of colour. And even as communities, we cannot presently protect every life. The state will continue to control, incarcerate and murder trans women of colour and this will keep on going. The killing will keep on going. The killing will not stop. It has not stopped. It has not slowed down. It only continues and not only that, it increases. The state will offer us distractions, gaslighting, sweet tricks to soften the blow, good feelings to get us through the tough times. But we do pay for those good feelings. We pay in blood, death, in rape, murder, genocide, the destruction of our cultures, our language, our freedoms, our inherent power. When we are not clear on our values, when we're not certain of our integrity, when we find excuses to utilise state mechanisms for so-called revolutionary purposes, we've been trapped again. Our own community tools are not within our hands. They're yet again within the strong hand of the state. So the relationship with the state must be destroyed. It is a relationship of harm. It's one where the abuser always wins. We don't need symbolic gestures where we feel protected. We can protect ourselves. It's not a quick solution, and there are no quick fixes. It takes sacrifice on our part. It takes a long game. So there must be a clear line between the state and the people if we're to build communities of power. We need to look into our shared histories and re-harness that power and energise our struggles, our ancestral passions for actual self-defence, real community defence. We need to empower our communities through education and organisation around the integral nature of anti-black misogynoir, capitalism and imperialism. We need to educate ourselves, to know ourselves, to know our enemy, to know their tactics, their strategies, to build for the long term. If we are to protect trans women of colour, poor folks, working folks, black people and First Nations worldwide, if we are to live by our words, we must ins install the infrastructure to enable our communities to build and defend in real concrete terms and to join in solidarity. We must build relationships within our own and between our own communities. This is how we can protect trans women of colour. This is how we can protect ourselves. And this is how we can build a world parallel to the fascist state, where each step is a reflection of a world without that state, where each step is a building upon of our own ancestral heritages, of our own communities not divorced from our shared histories, but divorced from the machinery of the state. So what then can it mean to truly honour someone like Melody? We can base our solidarity not in the lowest common denominator, but instead engage in actions that reflect the world that we want to create. We can organise communities that centre black, brown and Asian folks at multiple intersections. Folks who are disabled, single parents, elderly, queer, trans and non-binary folks. We can organise against all forms of anti-blackness, the root of capitalist violence, including anti-blackness perpetuated by our own non-black communities. We can educate ourselves and our communities about the intersections or the integral nature of imperialism, anti-blackness, capitalism and trans misogynoir. As folks who have been uprooted from our so-called homelands and displaced, only to further displaced nations in this country, we can look at how our, how our histories intersect with those whose land we are on. Responsibility, the responsibility we have towards our own ancestors, our own histories intermingled with those we now profit from. We can engage with truth, heart and real relationship and work together towards destroying the Australian state and all those nation states that it works in concert with. We propose a path towards liberation that builds our revolutionary imagination with each step on the path. For it is the values and actions that we cultivate on the path that informs the resulting world that we strive towards. Rather than seeing our decisions and actions as distinct from our goals, we can see that each step on the path is itself an element of the world we are creating. And that was Cal from Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance giving a speech there at the Justice Melody Rally outside the Burke Street Police Station. Definitely amazing um, abolition sort of imagining there. Definitely a lot to think about and think about organising towards. Next I'm going to play for you Talking About a Revolution, Tracy Chapman. Don't you know 
talking about a revolution sounds Don't you know talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper While they're standing in the welfare lines Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation Wasting time in the unemployment lines Sitting around waiting for a promotion Don't you know talking about a revolution sounds Gonna rise up and get their share. Poor people gonna rise up and take what's there. Don't you know you better run, 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 And that's all for Queering the Air this week on 3CR Community Radio. I'd like to thank listeners for tuning in, and you can contact us on Facebook or Twitter or at queeringtheair at gmail.com. And going out with Heterosexuality, It's No Good by Dosh Lockwell. See you next time. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.